Well, you've heard of the boat show, maybe you've been to the camping show, love the motor show. Now, the latest juggernaut to hit Australia this weekend is called Everything Electric. It's a home show with everything from the latest electric vehicles right down to tips on how to cut your energy bills. The show's the brainchild of Robert Llewellyn, who some of you might have loved in the hit BBC sci-fi sitcom Red Dwarf. He was also a presenter of that hugely successful TV show in the UK, Scrap Heap Challenge. But these days, he's obsessed with a new challenge how are we going to transition to a zero-carbon future? Which brings us to Everything Electric. I'm joined now by one of the stars of the show, Imogen Bogle. She's an engineer and has a hands-on role at the Expo. And also joining me, Rob Ogilvie. Rob was one of the original EV car salesmen in Australia. He's presenting a session this weekend on buying second-hand electric vehicles. Imogen, Rob, welcome to Saturday Extra. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, Imogen, a lot goes on at Everything Electric. I've seen the, the program. What what can people see and do? Oh, my goodness. There is so much on offer. So there are an absolute ton of electric vehicle test drives. That's one of the biggest attractions. So thousands and thousands of test drives across a load of different brands. Um, there's also lots of home energy things, as you described. So what kind of charges might you need? What kind of home energy storage and solar panels? All that kind of thing. Um, We've got some really wacky stuff, which is just so good to look at. So, for example, there's all of the solar cars from the solar electric races. Um, We've got bits and bobs for children, like two-wheeled test tracks, electric motorbike test tracks. Um, And, of course, an absolute ton of panel discussions where we can get into some uh, meaty debate about all the topics on clean energy and electric vehicles. Well, let's go to some of that now because you've presented at these shows, at these panels all around the world. What do you find that people are most interested in? What, What aspect of the transition do they want to understand, debate and maybe adopt? Oh, it's a really good question. And we have a very, very wide spectrum of different panel discussions. So right through from things like, how can you charge your vehicle if you don't have a driveway? Um, what kind of what are the kind of things you need to consider when starting to upgrade your your home energy ecosystem? All that kind of thing. So some some people come looking for really really practical advice. This might be their first sort of foray into this sort of clean energy world. And then we, sorry, you go. No, you go. I say well, with the end we have people who have been who've been in this game for a little while, and they you know they want to get into sort of the grittier debate of well, what is the future of the next big battery technology, and how can we craft the policies that make this transition that much more accessible and easier and more affordable for more people? Do you find that interest is growing generally? I mean, how many people turn up at these things? Oh my goodness, it is absolutely astonishing. So um, in the UK, our shows are a little bit bigger. We normally get about 30,000 people over the course of the weekend. This weekend this is our second show here in Sydney um, and we expect to see somewhere between ten and 20,000. Okay. I'd love to know, you at home, if you've got an interest in any of this, send me a text on 0418 226 576 or via the ABC Listen app. There's a there's a button in the bottom corner of your screen if you've got a question for Imogen or Rob. Rob, you were a pioneer in electric vehicles here in Australia. You started selling them in Canberra, I think, back in 2018. I imagine at that point you weren't getting a lot of cars out the door. I'm not sure how you made a living. <laughs> um, uh, no. But how things changed? Yeah, definitely. It was, um, yeah, do I say it was crickets there for a while. We, we sort of didn't see too many people through our door. But... Um, yeah, it, it got to the point where my wife said, look, I think you need to go to the first fully charged over in the UK and make sure you haven't made a mistake, <laughs> which was quite amazing. So The show was quite – so you went there. W- w- what happened to you? What sort of bolt of lightning did you get? Well, 
Well, it, it was at a Silverstone Raceway, so it was an amazing racetrack, and these EVs were there, and there was petrol cars racing around this racetrack. And I went there, and there were 10,000 like-minded people, all this same idea and same sort of belief. And it, it sort of validated, I guess, what, what we were feeling here in Australia. And um, and it just, yeah, it, it made significant change in my own mind and, and kept me pushing forward. Okay, and kept you selling EVs? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that was something I could do for the environment, I guess, because part of my thing is is certification and, and importing. So, I, you know, that was my idea of helping and, and improving the way things were. And you are clearly a bit of a, a rev head. I think you used to love roaring around Mount Panorama yourself, let alone the Silverstone racetrack. Um, what can people expect in terms of, you know, seeing and, and Imogen mentioned test driving electric cars, testing their performance? This is a motor show within a show, right? It is, yeah. I think that's that's one of the great things about um, everything electric here this year is it, it's got a big test track area. Um, how big is that test track? Like when you go for a test drive, how far can you drive? She's different people are doing different ones, but Imogen's probably better on, on that one itself. But I, I oh, guess wait, it's... Goodness. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, you, can, you, can, you know, you're out for a good sort of 10 minutes. It's out on, on public road, so you're oh, not okay. sort of confined to a, a car park or anything okay. like that. Sorry, Rob, back to you. Yeah, and it's just the the um, the idea of trying different vehicles because obviously when like before EVs, when you'd buy your own vehicle, and it, not everyone has the same taste, not everyone has the same idea, and you go and test drive different vehicles and what sees you know what fits you and what doesn't, and I guess the best thing is the the speakers that are that are there. You get the opportunity to to delve into the the areas where you're not sure on or or bits of interest, i.e. what what's the reason you want to buy this car over that car or you know, does it charge quicker? What does that mm. all mean? I want to ask you a question. Um, Imogen mentioned it's a common one. It's a question I have and it's a question a couple of listeners have too, which is how can you charge your, your electric vehicle if you don't have a driveway? Rob, Great. Imogen, Rob, you got an answer for that? <laughs> a lot of people charge uh, with rapid charging. Um, a lot of people also... But what does that mean? You have to go somewhere else and, and plug in. You can't just charge your car overnight, right? That's right. There's there's also by roadside charging. A lot of um, curbside charging in the UK. Imogen and know very well, um, and a lot of um, apartments now putting infrastructure in place so so that people can do it. It's not a perfect world here at the moment, but it's it's happening and it's moving forward. You're presenting a session, I think, at the show on how to buy a secondhand electric vehicle, and I think a lot of people listening might be interested in that because these vehicles are still really expensive comparatively. Is there even much of a second-hand market in Australia, Rob? It, it is small. Uh, we generally get our second-hand vehicles from, from fleet when they come through the hand-me-down market. Um, that hasn't happened because we don't have a huge EV fleet, you know, for corporates at the moment. So it, it is small and it's certainly an option for people because, I mean, with technology changing so quick, do you want to dive in at $100,000 mm. or to wait two years and, you know, when's the best time to buy your new iPhone? So there's a lot of that thing where people, I guess, move into the market at a lower price point, make sure the world's good for them, make sure they like the change. I haven't met anyone that's gone back the other way yet. Can you? What, what, what would you pay for an elec- a second-hand electric vehicle in Australia, roughly? Starting from about 18000 through to 
yeah, 40, 50. And do you think that the, Imogen, I'll come back to you, but do you think the Albanese government, which I think this week unveiled its its long-awaited plan, it should be said, for fuel efficiency standards for, for new cars, is going to have much of an impact on the EV market? Is that going to see, you know, businesses switching to electric fleets and that will boost the second-hand market? I think they were very ambitious with their announcements and if they can get that across the line, I think that's going to be amazing and do do so much good. Um but as I said, it's ambitious and they've got a lot of work to do on it. Okay. And uh, you've just had a bit of a shout out from one of the listeners who said, um, we bought our brilliant secondhand leaf from him. Sounds like the show we need. So there you go. Um, it, Imogen, it's not all about cars. It's also about understanding how we run our homes differently. The sort of here we, we have Saul Griffith lives in Australia. He's Electrify Everything Roadmap. Uh, a lot of listeners would have heard about, you know, where your cooktop's connected to your to your battery, connected to your solar panels, connected to your EV out the front. How important is it to see and touch some of the innovation, the tech that's on offer? Because it is complicated and new for a lot of us. Oh, 100%. And I think that's really the value of the event, that a lot of this is new and any kind of new technology is scary until you see it, touch it, ask the questions and think, oh, okay, this is something that I can understand. Um, but I think that combination of solar panels, batteries, chargers, electric vehicles, that's when there's a bit of a sort of penny drop moment because you think, hmm, well, actually, I could run my car completely on sunshine, completely for free and actually start to use your home energy in a really sensible and efficient way. And we certainly see in the UK that people start to really gamify this. And then when there are things you combine that with things like virtual power plants where you can sort of sell energy back to the grid, it can become quite addictive. Um, and I think that's the penny drop moment. And I think it's also why the motor show is having to evolve into this home energy space as well, because electric vehicles are totally changing how we can think about energy and certainly within our home um, ecosystems as well. Just on that cost thing, someone's written in to say the new house we built in Gippsland three months ago, the bill, electricity bill was $708. That was no air, air con. The next three months with solar connected and air con, it was $115. So great for us pensioners. Um, so, you know, it can be a cost saver, but those solar panels, of course, and those batteries, they cost a lot of money, don't they? Yeah, and I think what's what's definitely happening, and we run these events across the world, so it's a wonderful litmus test of what is happening in different countries and what are the you know key things in the debate at a particular point in time. And what we're really seeing is that you know the technology is not holding us back. It is there, it works, it's getting better and better. But actually, the real innovation is going to have to come from how these are funded um, and how they're made that much more accessible mm. for more people. So more people can, you know, start to ha feel the benefit of cheaper energy bills. Jane, just another quick question. I mean, sorry, Imogen, just another quick question from uh, a listener. I'm confused about why all things electric seems to be the answer to energy efficiency when electricity, in fact, increases carbon emissions. Maybe a basic question, but I'm keen to understand. Oh, it's a really good question. And certainly if, say, we electrified everything tomorrow and we were generating that electricity from coal, coal, of course, that would increase emissions. But actually, when you electrify things at the same time, you're adding more solar, more wind power, um, more hydroelectricity, perhaps not hydroelectricity in Australia, but certainly elsewhere. So the source of that energy is much cleaner and greener. Um, and you can also store it in batteries so that, you know, when the sun isn't shining, you still have access to that sunshine stored in a in a bigger stationary energy storage. So that's how it can become a much more um, clean, 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 green ecosystem. OK, um, Rob, someone's written in saying they wanted to go to the show, but it's very expensive. Um, what would your pitch for this show be? Do you live in one of those, you know, electrically connected houses? 
Yeah, definitely. But I guess I would call it an investment to go to the show. If, if you even got an inkling on understanding how this whole thing fits together, the speakers will, will clarify and clear it up. And just, just to be able to test drive back to back all these vehicles is just, you just don't get that opportunity normally. Okay. So. okay. All right. Well, that's a pretty good pitch. Um, thank you so much, both of you, for joining us, Im- Imogen and Rob. Imogen Bogpal is a presenter for Fully Charge, and Rob Ogilvie is a former chair of the Australian Electric Vehicles Association. He used to sell them. He's now a consultant to business and to you on how to pick and how to buy a secondhand EV. You're listening to Saturday Extra. Coming up after the news, Kimberley Indigenous leader Peter Yu here to discuss the Closing the Gap report uh, and what the WA government is doing that could really boost economic empowerment for Indigenous communities, which is key, according to Peter. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.